Today's episode of Locked On Spartans is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. On today's show, we are going to uh, recap a not-so-great Christmas Day game for your Michigan State Spartans and look ahead to their upcoming game tonight against Minnesota. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team... Every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Spartans. It is Monday, December 28th. The year is 2020. I am your host, Will Hunter, joined by my uh, starting to get nervous co-host, Matt Sheehan. Get me after tonight's game if they lose, okay. and then I'll start to get in that territory, I think. I mean, okay. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm going to let people down with not being wow. one of those, oh, my Christmas <laughs> was ruined sort of people. But, um, yeah, losing to uh, a team that's essentially as old as a European team uh, collectively, that's one yeah, of the best God. in the conference. Like, I don't know if that dinged up my Christmas too much. And maybe that, maybe that makes me a bad fan, Will. Maybe that just makes me a bad fan that uh, I wasn't just completely distraught after the game on Christmas. It does. You're a coward. God, shoot. Fake fan. Lost my edge, Will. Fake fan. Uh, On today's show, we're going to talk about that loss to Wisconsin and uh, sort of what's ailing the Spartans right now, and then we're going to turn the page and talk about Minnesota because they got to turn the page pretty quickly, so we're going to turn the page. Uh, Michigan State traveling to the barn, which we could talk about the history of the Spartans there and some get-right spots, if you will. But that's the plan for today's show. Reminder to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We do this every single day, five days a week, but not this week, Matt. No, no, sir. We will not have a show on Friday because uh, it's New Year's Day and we're not recording on New Year's Eve. No, sir. You can't no, make sir. us what? do it. But, but we might have a live show this week on Wednesday, maybe? Oh, maybe. that's the plan. We, uh... Perhaps. <laughs> Am I, am well, I plugging that too early, or uh, what's, what's what's the haps here, Will, uh, on that? On we'll talk more about early. it. We'll talk yeah, more about it. Go. Stay tuned <laughs> later in the week for uh, these plans and uh, producing our pod live uh, as we record. Yeah, we'll try to figure it out. Um, and just for uh, transparency's sake, I am not at my office right now. I'm at my dad's house for the, uh, the holiday, so I'm on my backup mic, and I'm in a non-acoustic environment, and Matt, I was just telling you, mm-hmm. your boy is in a significant amount of pain right now. Yeah, and I'm also Going your co-host, so that's really, that, that's four things that are really uh, holding you back here, Will. Tough, tough scene. Oh, Struggling. It is yeah. struggle bus. I'm on yes. it. I'm riding it. for sure. Oh, well. You know who else is struggling? Yeah, our, our Michigan State's Barnes, Will. Yeah. Our Michigan State Spartans are, Matt, they're going yeah. through it. They're, they're going through it. They, they do this often. Um, I know, uh-huh. you know, well, we, we talked about this uh, off air last week, but it was funny after the Northwestern game, you know, of course. And I'm one of the biggest offenders of this before I go any further. There's a lot of people online that's like, oh, well, MSU is just having like their uh, their little spurt that they always have, their, their little... Uh, Road bump that they always have during the season. How oh, this is so classic Michigan State. You know who else that is? Well, that, that's every other program in the entire country, though. Like mm. I don't know if any team any year is stringing together a wire to wire sensational season, unless you're Gonzaga and play in the high school conference over there. Then fine, whatever. Especially 
if you have the wagon of a team they have this year. But yeah, like, hey, listen, yeah. MSU is just down in the dumps. They lost to a, a Northwestern team that, hey, ends up pretty, pretty good. good. I'm like, pretty solid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they, they tuned up Quincy pretty well. They tuned up some other, like, 300th ranked Ken Palm teams. We thought, oh, oh, they're yeah. just catching teams uh, that are horrible. No, it ends up, they, they can actually shoot the ball pretty well and play pretty good. Then you lose to Wisconsin. <laughs> Wisconsin's probably the leader in the clubhouse to win this whole Big Ten thing, especially if Iowa wants to give up 100 points any given night to any given team. Um, yeah, well, like, listen, hey, two losses in the Big Ten, it sucks to start 0-2, but I'm not panicking just yet. Where are you on the panic meter on a scale of 1-10? to Because I'm at, like, maybe a 4.5, and, and maybe part of it, too, and you could elaborate on this as well, and I don't know if this is a loser's mentality, but I just didn't expect this Michigan State team to be a Big Ten championship team. Like, maybe any other year, but there's, you know, the top three this year with Illinois, Wisconsin, and Iowa are so strong that I didn't really think Michigan State would be in the 4P conversation, really. So maybe that's why I'm not panicking, too, is because my expectations weren't that sky-high, Will. I thought if a few certain things went right, they could very much be in that conversation. Right. I think... Which is fair, any- yeah. Anytime you have a team like Iowa returning the Big Ten Player of the Year and a bunch of other key players, mm-hmm. you have a team like Wisconsin who split the the title last year in, a, in an incredibly tough conference was and really the, good. That graphic during the game of six players, twenty one yes. or older, like three yeah. of which are at least twenty three years old, like that that says <laughs> a lot right there. That's so, yeah. You you split the conference, you bring everyone back. Like, of course, they're going to be good. And then Illinois, we knew would be good as well because they were a good team last year. Sure. And, like, yeah, they, they got beat up. Not beat up, but they lost to Rutgers, lost to Missouri, a game they probably should have won, lost to a really good Baylor team. But, like, Illinois is still really freaking good. Very they good. have some really, really good players. And they um, they added some good players as well um, from, fresh, like, their freshman class as well. So, yeah, we knew, we knew it would be tough. We knew that the, the sort of the top three there, and then we knew Ohio State was going to be good. So yeah, my expectations were kind of similar to yours, but I did think they would be better. Yes, that's right not now. to say that like I'm not concerned about things that are yeah. happening, right? So, I guess we could, we should start with the defensive side. That's that's really the glaring highlight. Like if we didn't talk about them, we'd be burying the lead big time yeah. there because yeah, yikes. There's a number of things that they could do to sort of, you know, overcome being a little bit slacking on the defensive end. Not where they are right now. They're 61st in adjusted efficiency on defense. That's not going to get it done. No, say not, they, not normally. Yeah. Say they still end up in the top, like, 20 or 25. You know, a, a really good defense, but not the top 10, top 5 defense that we thought they had the potential to be. Yeah, by now. It's there are certain... Yeah, there are certain ways you can overcome that, being really good on the offensive end and having good sort of, well, having your good players play well against good teams, (laughs) to be frank, but those aren't the glaring issues. Those things aren't like, okay, it'd be nice if Aaron Henry is a little bit more efficient. It'd be nice if Rocket Watts played better, Mm -hmm. Uh, but the number one thing, and we could talk about those things, but the number one thing is defensively. This team is a mess right now in the defensive end, map. Yeah, and every time we talk about defense, I, I just have to say it out loud because I'm, I'm going through it mentally as a fan. Like, I, I can't believe how bad they are at defense. 
And I guess, yeah. okay, like 60th in efficiency or 61st like isn't the worst in the nation, but for an MSU team, it's, it's kind of baffling, it's especially bad. when, once again, and I'm going to sound like a broken record player, but like with the individual defensive talent and athleticism you have in the team, combined with how they started the year and combined with just, well, how traditionally well MSU is on defense. Like, I... I I can't believe it, and I can't believe just specifically the lack of help side defense, too, and the lack of communication going on. Like, the, the one sequence that's seared into my mind from Christmas is Foster Lawyer getting brought down into the post. <laughs> not a not a one teammate comes down to help. I get it. You sag down, you might let up a wide-open three-pointer chance. I'm going to guess that taking Foster into the post is more of a guarantee of points than any three-pointer, no matter how wide open. Like, let's get a body down there and maybe help out our five foot eight friend down there, perhaps. Of course, that wasn't the only reason they lost that one sequence, but, like, it's kind of essentially what has been happening with Michigan State. There's just not a lot going on in the paint when help is needed. And, well, mm-hmm. when you got players, too, like Marcus Bingham that really isn't good in the paint anyway on defense, just getting bullied around all which way and that against guys that are his size. Oh, my. Teams are getting it done in the paint against State, and I uh, don't like that one bit, Will. No, it's um, it's less than Baffling. ideal. And Upsetting. Yeah, and you're just seeing, like, we talked about it in the pregame. You're playing a team with Micah Potter. You're playing a team with Nate Reavers, two guys who are yep. 6'10", 6'11", shooting 45-plus percent from three, both of them. Right. They're going to try, and on good volume, too. These aren't like, oh, they're three for five right. on the season. Ha, 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 ha. Right on. No, like, they're they're good volume stretch shooters, and you knew that was going to be something that they're trying to get done. So why are bigs going under on every screen on a pick and pop? Like, why do they have to make five, six threes before you're like, you know what? I think we should try to maybe uh, right. guard them to the three-point line. Like, right, you're going under a screen down to the free throw line, and Micah Potter's at the top of the key behind the arc, and he's like, oh, perfect. I'm just going to rein this practice shot in because I'm really good at this. Yeah. You know, so some of that stuff is like, I don't know if it's uh, it's tough to know. Is it a game plan? Is it a mental mistake? Like, hey, like Tom Izzo can write on the board 100 times, don't go under screens against their bigs at the top of the key but you know if you're not able to execute it like regardless either way whether it was a bad plan or bad execution those guys got too many looks uh at the top of the key and got things going and then down the stretch Demetri Trice really just sort of like buoyed everything for them and he's going against Josh Langford and we like a lot of things Josh can do defensively. The one thing I would say he's never really been great at is on ball against guys who are small. Like mm-hmm. Josh is six, five, like he's a two, he's a strong, smart defender. He's not someone who's going to be like lightning bug quick, staying in front of a Demetric Trice. And it was just over and over again. Like after a couple possessions, like let's try someone new. Let's try yeah, something different. Yeah, on him, for example. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Aaron Henry, what are you doing tonight? Oh, you want to yeah. go try for a hot second? Hey, come on down, right? Hey. So, it's just, there's so many different things that are ailing them defensively. You you pointed out the stuff in the post, and when you've got, I don't know, you don't have a center that rebounds, right? I think we can say that's kind of Seems factual. Seems problematic, right? Yeah, Thomas Kithier's defensive rebound rate still lower than Foster Lawyer's. 
Marcus Bingham, uh, 16% defensive rebound percentage. That's not going to get it done. Julius Marble's at 20.8. That's okay. It's okay. Joey Hauser's at 32. That's really great. And that's that's about it. Malik Hall's at 19. That's okay. It's just... And they're it's frustrating. Sir, they're they're decent. They're a pretty good defensive rebounding team. But it feels like if Joey Hauser's not on the floor, no one's grabbing a rebound. The the post defense has not been good. They they oh. miss Xavier Tillman so much, so much. Big time. I know. And it's yeah, it's tough. Nobody's really stepped up to be a, a, a more than competent post defender. Hall will have flashes. Marble will have flashes. Bingham will block a shot. Kithier will occasionally hold up when someone's trying to like body him a little bit. But even then right. it's like, okay, this is, this is just okay. It's like, he's just like trying to stay like he was head above water. It feels like yeah. it was never really a dominant defensive possession. No, like, never. Okay, never. It was just scrape by and oh, Hey, we got lucky already. He missed the layup. There we go. Whew, thank God. Yeah, it feels like one person on this roster has the ability to be a dominant post defender, and that's someone who can't get on the floor in Maddie Sissoko. Yay! Yay! So, things are going well! Hey, well, hey, it's a good thing that Minnesota <laughs> doesn't have a hulking seven-footer uh, that plays 23 minutes a game or anything. That's good. I Let's continue. Have a career game tonight. We'll get to Minnesota. We're going to continue with what's ailing this team uh, in just a second. First word from Bet Online. Yes, sir. Bet online. I already looked at the line. They have MSU as minus one and a half favorites tonight against the Gophers. Over under 159 and a half, Will. It's a good spot. Minnesota coming off a miraculous rally over Iowa. Yeah, I right. watched the end of that. It was incredible. Um, yeah. It's a good spot, and we can talk about the uh, get-right nature of playing at the barn. But, Matt, mm-hmm. we're in the thick of it, buddy. We've got football friggin' every right. day of the week. Oh, yeah. NFL playoffs coming up, bowl games all week, college football playoff this weekend. And to bet on these games, there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. That's betonline.ag. AG. AG. And you can sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKDOWN. One word, LOCKDOWN. And Matt, what do you get? 50% bonus. Bang. A 50% welcome bonus. Bonus, so one and a half at the barn. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking yeah. that's that's. I mean, we felt good about Christmas. I'm a little scared to uh, place any of my hard-earned money uh, on these Spartans right now until I figure it out. But it could be a nice little bounce-back spot, man. It could be a nice little bounce-back spot. And if you want to get in on the action, you can. You don't have to sit on the sidelines anymore. You can go to betonline.ag, sign up now, use promo code LOCKDOWN, one word, LOCKDOWN, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit, betonline.ag, your online sports book experts. The holidays are about giving, so I'm giving you a hot tip that could earn you some extra cash. The new Locked On Bets podcast is hosted by Lee Sterling of ParamountSports.com. Lee is red hot to start the season, and he shares a lock of the day on every episode. Subscribe to Locked On Bets today, wherever you get your podcast, Matt. I'm going to read you some numbers here. Yeah, I, I like numbers, even though they confuse me. Yeah. Perfect. So, in terms of uh, usage rate for Michigan State, okay. you got two guys that are in the upper tier unto themselves. Joey Hauser's a little bit below them in terms of usage okay. rate. He's, he's up there, but in a separate tier, 
We've got Aaron Henry and Rocket Watts using 27.2 and 25.7% of the possession. So those are two high usage players, okay? Got it. You following me so far? <laughs> yeah, I think so. That's a little too easy to trip me up so far. But keep going okay. and uh, we'll see how I go. So Michigan State has played three Tier A games. Mm-hmm. And those are either home games against really great teams or road games against good teams or better. So tier A, it's been uh, Duke on the road against Northwestern and at home against Wisconsin. Those are the three tier A games they've played, okay? Perfect. Aaron Henry's offensive rating in three tier A games is 77.6. Oof. In these games, he's using 30.8% of possession. So his usage rate is higher. His offensive rating is terrible. His effective field goal percentage is 38.6%. His true shooting percentage is 39.5%. His assist rate is 25.2, which we like. His turnover rate is 23.9%. Uh, he was going to get Duke. That was cool. You know, sort of. He was he was inefficient, but okay against Duke. Yeah, twenty points is twenty points. You know, what are you gonna do? I'm sorry. It looks good compared to the other two, two tier one mm. games. Uh, two for eleven shooting performance against Northwestern <laughs> and two of nine against Wisconsin. So yeah, when you put up yeah. the seven for sixteen performance against Duke, uh, that, that's starting to look even. A little better, because, yeah, five points in both those Badgers and Wildcats games, Will. Uh, you know what? I'm going to do a hot take here. Uh, it's not going to get it done for Michigan Ooh. State if you're taking up 27.5% of uh, the clock there. Yeah. yeah, so shooting 50% from the line, two free throws per game. His free throw rate is 13.6. That's, yeah. That is terrible for someone it's who plays good. small forward. Shooting 44% from two. 0 for 6 from 3 against Tier A opponents. Rocket Watts. 3 Tier A games. Offensive rating of 83.7. Possession percentage of 29.5. Oh, crap. I screwed up. I'm sorry. All those numbers I was reading were Rocket Watts numbers, not Aaron Henry's numbers. That's okay. That's okay. I'm sorry. Effective field goal percentage for Rocket against Tier A, 347 38.1% true shooting percentage. Free throw rate is still low. Shooting 32% on twos and 27% on threes. Matt, you cannot have your two highest volume players be catastrophically terrible on offense against good teams and expect to win. No, of course not. Yeah, I'm sorry, everyone. I totally screwed that up. Uh, yeah, Rocket Watts is the guy yeah. with five points in uh, the last two games um, and then the 20-point performance against Duke. But regardless, yeah, uh, pretty glaring. And here's something that we talked about as well. So before the Wisconsin game, we named three things that we wanted to see other than a miraculous growth at the five position. We want to see, uh, here's an easy one, make open shots. Okay, they shot mm-hmm. the lights out from three against they Wisconsin. Uh, don't let up open it. shots. Well, okay, this is so-so. <laughs> Win the battle at the four position. It's probably safe to say that Hauser and his 27 points uh, beat out mm. Micah Potter and his 11 points. So, hey, two out of three there. That's pretty solid. How do you lose? Well, well, I, I think it's the conversation we're having right now. Uh, Henry on offense, Watts on offense need 
So bounce backs here. But hey, this is what we had with Rocket Watts. Like we kind of figured it'd be the same going into the season because it was like that all last season. He's streaky. He's got some moxie. He likes to shoot it. I mean, there's no question that he doesn't have confidence. But yeah, right now we're we're in one of the lulls. Uh, Rocket Watts <laughs> games is ebbs and flows, and boy, would I love to find some flow in Minneapolis tonight. Um, he we'll is. See, He's going through it. He even tweeted, like, you know oh, it's yeah. bad. Oh, yeah. He tweeted out, need to find myself, and you're like, oh, no. I mean, we knew. It's not like Yeah, what's it's a say out loud, though. You know, that, that's, his, that's the issue, right? Yeah, his body language was tough. It was bad. And you can tell, like, you'll never question that the kid cares or wants to be great no, or course. anything like that. Right. Um, I think, yeah, it'll be great. If he can go out tonight and just knock down a couple shots, because he's that kind of player where it's like, okay. Oh, I fully expect him to have like yeah. 18 and, and 7 tonight, you know? <laughs> like he I mean, very totally. well could. Right. Um, yeah, and Henry's just, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's a pressure thing or, or whatever it is. He's just not taking care of the ball. He's missing. His jumper looks tough. It doesn't look uh, even. I mean, he's someone who's kind of had. A little bit wonky of a shot, and it's worked well enough. He's been able to have decent shooting numbers this year. You know, he's 13.6% from threes, 47.9% from two. Those are all career lows. Mm -hmm. Free throw numbers are 77%, but he should get to the line a little bit more, so he's not really offsetting his bad shooting by getting to the line a ton. And offensively, like the turnover rate is just way too high. Yeah, I mean, we need some help out there because, yeah. listen, there's nice pieces around, like Gabe, awesome piece, Malik Hall, great piece, but, like, I don't know mm-hmm. if those guys are, you know, to borrow an old cliche, I don't know if, like, they could be alphas on offense, you know, and carry the team. Like They're not. No, it's got to be not either one guys. of Rocket or Henry and then Hauser mm-hmm. when you can get them. And then, um, yeah, because we see, we all saw what happened if both those guys lay up stinkers. Uh, you yeah. lose to Northwestern, you lose to Wisconsin, so. Yeah, and... While the defense figures it out, you can sort of buoy yourself because you've got a Joey Hauser. You've got guys that can make shots on a given night. You know, Gay Brown, Langford, Foster Lawyer are going to hit some threes. You need your creators, your primary creators, the guys who are eating the possessions, Henry and Watts, to take care of the ball better, do a better job setting their teammates up, and... You can't have effective field goal percentages in the 30s. <laughs> no, can't. certainly not. No. You can't. Um, yeah, just like they're, they're the two lowest on the team. They are. Of I'm just going through right now. If anyone who plays and takes actual shots, they have the two lowest effective field goal percentages and true shooting percentages. Man. Gotta say, did, did not know it was that bad. Like, yeah. it's it's not oh, fun I when like. like we see the glaring issues, like with the defense and oh, the center position is a complete disaster. But man, mm-hmm. when you throw that little wrinkle on top, it's like oh, things are really yeah. really bad. Okay, all right, now, now I'm starting to get a little nervous. Okay, let's get a win yeah. tonight, guys. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, AJ Hogard's a little bit lower on effective field goal percentage. Yeah, well, but... He plays five seconds a game. Whatever. Yeah, and his true shooting percentage is higher than both of theirs. We're not, yeah, so. I'm not gonna put all my eggs in the A.J. Hogard basket just yet. Um, no, and if he makes <sighs> one shot, if Hogard makes one shot, he'll jump over both of them. <laughs> like, that's how low his volume yeah. is. Exactly. So, yeah, that's that's just – I don't know how it's more much more simply it, it could be put. Those how two, are the sight lines at the barn? Are they okay? Are they shooter-friendly here? Well, uh, what, what do we got here? 
I think so. I was watching, and Minnesota was just freaking raining. They were raining. Uh, dude, I know. It was unbelievable. Um, not too shabby. And also, uh, you know, the fact that MSU has won their last five games against the Gophers by an average of 21.6 points. <laughs> I, I I don't expect a 21-point blow, but uh, I, th- I think Izzo. I'm not kind of wood right now. Uh, I think Izzo kind of maybe has uh, Minnesota's number, perhaps. File all complaints to me when they lose by 15 tonight. Perfect. Yeah. We're going to talk about that game. We'll do it here in just a second. But first, a word from Built Bar. Built Bar. Build those bars, baby. Man, this team needs some Built Bars, Matt. Uh, all of them. Just every single one of them. Yeah. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and they've got a new and improved formula that is even more delicious. They've got 18 amazing flavors. Let's run through a few of the favorites. We've got caramel brownie, cookies and cream. Mm. Apple Almond Crisp, those are all new flavors, and they are fantastic. Some of the classics, Matt. Peanut butter, you know I love a classic peanut butter. Of course. Salted, caramel goes hard, your favorite toffee almond. Yes, sir. And peanut butter brownie. All these bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, and they're not just delicious on your taste buds, Matt. They are delicious on the body. Yes, they are. They are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. And right now, you can try it with this great promo code at a discount. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON, one word, LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Today's show is also brought to you by Home Field Apparel. Ah, rocking one of their hoodies right now. Well, that's right. Had a baby. Is it soft? Yeah. Is it just the softest? It is so comfortable. I, I am being <laughs> hugged by a cloud right now, whispering me that everything's going to be okay with this Michigan State team, even though it's a oh. Hawaii Rainbow Warriors hoodie I'm wearing. But still, it's still telling me this, Will. Fantastic. It's reassuring. Homefield makes incredibly comfortable, officially licensed collegiate apparel. They've got really cool, unique, vintage clothing for any school, almost any school. There's so many schools, including the schools. The schools you care about, right? A lot of schools. A lot of schools. They've also got Central, Eastern, Western, Northern, Grand Valley, Fair State, Wayne State, UDM, and Hope. Fire up, Dutch. And like Matt mentioned, Hawaii, Slippery Rocks, a, a favorite Colorado school of the mines, has Absolutely. some incredible yes. gear. They have some really cool schools unique logos you got to check it out they dropped their vintage michigan state line uh back in august check them out homefieldapparel.com and you'll get 20 percent off your first purchase with the promo code on spartans one word on spartans at homefieldapparel.com join us on tomorrow's show where we will be recapping hopefully a uh hopefully a rebound victory over the minnesota golden gophers matt speaking of yeah, maybe will. Can I give you just a little bit of sunshine? Please, I could use any right now. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of sunshine. Um, twenty nineteen. We're gonna go in the way back machine. Your Michigan yeah, State Spartans. That. Yeah, they start the Big Ten season nine and zero. They are looking great. Cooking. Looking great. They go to Mackey. They lose to Purdue. They lose. In, yeah, no, this was only ten. This was two thousand nineteen. Last year they lost by a thousand. Don't interrupt me. I see where you're going. I'm sorry. God, I'm, they I'm, lost I'm, I'm to sorry. Purdue by 10. They lost to Indiana in overtime. Mm-hmm. They lost to Illinois on the road by five. Oh. Three straight losses going yeah. from 9-0, and 18-2 overall, one of the top teams in the country, 
And all of a sudden, they're 18-5, and 9-3 in conference play. And you know who's on the schedule next, Matt? Who will? The Minnesota Golden Gophers. Ah, so Minnesota medicine, baby. Love it. They always come at just the right time, don't they? And your Spartans blitz them by 24 points at home, setting a string of one, two, three, five straight wins to take a death grip on the Big Ten and route to a Big Ten title 2020, so 2019-2020 season. Love it. Your Michigan State Spartans are 8-2 and two in conference play. Mm-hmm. 8-2. Oh, wait, no. Uh, excuse me. 5-0 and oh in conference play. I'm looking at the wrong thing. They're 5-0 and oh in conference play. They go to Mackey, and they get waxed by Purdue. That's the 1,000-point game, yes. Yes, 71-42. They come home, they bounce back, get a nice win against Wisconsin, but then they follow it up, go to Indiana, look absolutely terrible, and oh, lose. Yeah. Lose a close game that they shouldn't. They shouldn't even have been in that. Like, Indiana wasn't they, good. They, they openly it. tried to lose that game. You can't convince yeah. me otherwise. You know what the next game on the schedule was? They lose 2-3, of three, are looking terrible. Yeah. Eke out a win against Wisconsin. Do you know who the next game in the schedule is, Matt? Is it the team that's always on schedule, always at the right time, Will? It's Minnesota. Hey, 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 and your hey, Michigan Gophers, State baby. Spartans <laughs> beat Minnesota by 18 points on the road. Yep. And, you know. The rest, as they say, was history. They did lose three straight uh, a couple weeks later, but Mm -hmm. Minnesota Medicine, Matt. And now your Michigan State Spartans, 0-2 in Big Ten play, traveling to take on Minnesota, fresh off a big upset win in overtime over Iowa. Right. You know, I, I, I knew that we were going to play Minnesota on Monday, so it was late Christmas. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah that's right, we're playing Minnesota. That'll be a nice bounce-back game. Oh, what, what did they do today? They beat Iowa today, so I was like, oh, my God, crap. They're actually good all of a sudden this year. But uh, it helps when you play Iowa, who just outright refuses to play defense this year, um, is their mantra. And also, what helps? 25 of 29 shooting from the free throw strike, Will. That's going to help mm-hmm. you pull out some overtime games. And really, that's kind of what they do. They lead the country in getting to the line. They shoot 31.4 free throws per Game to headline the country, that's a lot. I don't think I've shot in 31 free throws like in the last 15 years of my life combined. Um, just for reference, MSU, 16.2 free throw attempts per game, which is 254th in the country. So, yeah, Minnesota almost doubles Michigan State's attempts on the season. And they're also yeah. uh, 74.9% from the line, which is 60th in the country, the Golden Gophers are. So, yeah, just a little tidbit there yep. how they won that game. Yep, yep. They get to the line a lot, and they make them when they get there. That's kind of their key. They do not shoot the ball well at no, all. Not 30, really. They're no, not really. Two hundred and sixth in the country from three, hundred and fifty third from two. Their free throw rate fifth in the country, and their twelfth in turnover percentage. They don't waste possessions, and they get to the free throw line a ton. Marcus Carr's the name to know. He's their best player. He's awesome. Point guard, uh, good assist rate, takes care of the ball, gets to the line. A ton for a nine times six per two game, guard. which is scary. He's six two. Yeah, he's six two. Yeah. Gets to the line a ton. Makes about an eighty percent clip. Shoots a forty percent from deep. Um, Gabe Kelsher. Was, wow, Gabe Kelsher is not shooting the ball well at all. Ooh. Anyway, it's about time he's been there for nine <laughs> years. It's about time he has an off year there. I mean, um, Brandon Johnson transferred from Western Michigan. He was their leading scorer last year. Game on, on Christmas. <laughs> yeah. 
he's uh what he hit like five in a row <laughs> He, he was 8 of 9 incredible. shooting from 3 uh, yeah. off the bench against Iowa, and before then he was 2 of 10 on the entire season. So uh, when I say career game, I'm, that's not a yeah. hyperbole. That, that was literally yeah. the best game that he's ever had on a basketball yeah. court, probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Liam Robbins is the tall guy you mentioned, Matt. That's who strikes fear in my heart as MSU still yeah. is looking for a center to, to play basketball competently, yes. Yeah, he's a transfer from Drake. Been pretty good for him this year. Daniel Oturu's gone though. Yay! Long gone. Thank, Thank God. God. My God. He he would get forty nine points tonight if oh, yeah. I don't want to think about it anymore. Um, Jabal Mashburn's kid is on this team. <laughs> I did not like reading that when I was going through like my Minnesota research. Did, did not like one bit reading Jamal Mashburn Jr. No. On, on the roster. <laughs> no. Um, it's a lot of you know Marcus Carr is going to really drive the ship for him. They get post touches for Liam Robbins. Um, he shoots it decently well, especially for a seven footer. Um, yeah, but he's, good. you know, do some work on the glass like you would expect. He gets fouled. He goes to the free throw line. He shoots it okay there. Not great, but he gets there a ton where he's able to like make up for. He shot 14 free throws in a game. He shot seven and nine from the stripe against Iowa. Like, you know, he can, he can get to the line uh, and is a pretty efficient big guy. Other than that, some guys chipping in here or there. Like you mentioned, Brandon Johnson has a career game. Um, Gatch. Sure. <laughs> transferred from Utah. Um, yeah, Brandon Johnson, Gabe Kelsher, we know. Uh, there's not much more than that, Matt. It's it's the Marcus Carr and Liam Robbins show, basically. Yeah. I mean, uh, unless yeah. Brandon Johnson wants to have another 89% shooting night from behind the arc. No. Um, it, it, that's the two-man game right there. But honestly, that's... Probably two players enough to, to scare you, especially with Michigan State's limitations down low. And Marcus Carr, listen, you, you could put prime Gary Payne in front of him. He would still probably find a way to get upwards of 20 points that night. Yeah. Kid's a gamer. Um, Kid's a baller. Yeah, other than that, it's really like Jamal Mashburn will occasionally score 8, 10 points. Right. Um, Isaiah Innan will occasionally score a handful of points. Gabe Kelsher will occasionally score a handful of points. But Carr's going to get his. Robbins is going to get his, and if you can get a guy like Johnson to pump in 26 or something like that, yeah, that's going to be better for them. Uh, Minnesota yeah. plays at a fast tempo. Uh, they do not rebound the ball uh, well at all. They're not a great no. defense. Uh, there's a chance no. for Michigan State, especially Rocket, especially Aaron Henry. Kind of a get-right spot. We'll see how the defense does, but... Going to the barn, it always feels like it's just it's a spot they're comfortable and Patino has been owned by Izzo. You just mentioned five straight. Five straight, twenty one point six points is the average win margin. Uh, yeah. yeah. They they, they tune them up pretty well. Yeah. Mich- Michigan State's going to Minnesota to Nebraska, who's just downright terrible. Thank God and then they had a great time. Yeah, and then they play Rutgers at home. These two they're not must win they're must wins. Uh, they're, <laughs> they're almost uh, must wins. They're as close to must-wins as you can get for the third and fourth game of your conference schedule, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. you lose they one are. of these, and okay, my, my finger's now firmly on the panic button. Yeah, this team needs to feel good about itself in the worst kind of way. And yeah. Minnesota's a good team, and, and their Michigan State's projected to lose this game on Ken Palm, Matt. 81-79, 46% chance of victory for MSU because it's on the road. All right, well, These are two whatever. teams... They're pretty even in terms of adjusted efficiency. Minnesota's 42nd, Michigan State's 31st. Like, it's not that big of a discrepancy. 
No. But if Michigan State plays well, it's a team they should beat. It is. Yeah. It is. But they just haven't really played well. Um Outside of a handful of stretches this season, and dear God, if they want to just put together like a 14-minute stretch, like they did against Duke, like they've mm-hmm. done before this season, like mm-hmm. this would be a wonderful time for them to do that. Totally, man. I mean, yeah, and I would love to talk about, you know, I love how they match up against every other position on the court for this game, but uh, after watching the last handful of games, I, Who I'd knows? be a fool to, to talk about that, so yeah. Yeah. Who Freaking knows. All right. I can't tell if I'm optimistic or pessimistic about this game. Yeah, I don't know I, I keep either. going back and forth every five seconds. I'm like, oh, they should have no problem. Or, oh, yeah, that's right. Robbins and Carr are going to combine for 68 points. <laughs> fantastic, right? Cool. Stay tuned. I'm nervous. I'm nervous, but I feel okay about it. Like, there's just... We know Joey Hauser. They can't really be this bad, right? <laughs> we know Aaron Henry has really good basketball in him. Rocket Watts, Correct. same. Josh yeah. Langford, we know can do a lot of good things. Gabe Brown, we know, can do a lot of good things. Like, we know a lot of... There's a lot of ability on this team. They're just not quite there. They haven't quite figured whatever they need to figure out. Mm-hmm. <sighs> they got to be able to do it and soon. I, I just If Minnesota I, can't fix this team, I, I don't, I, oh, I'm I out know. of ideas then. Yeah. I'm out of ideas. If it can't... <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to put too much on this game, but if they lose, season's over. <laughs> let's let, let's have a dialogue, right? <laughs> we will be uh, getting our panic buttons out. All right, that's going to do it for us here on Locked On Spartans. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with a recap of hopefully a win against Minnesota. Hopefully a nice bounce back victory. We can look ahead to Nebraska and say, all right, train's back on the tracks. Let's get this thing moving. Maybe the Big Ten four-peat is out of the question. That's fine. Let's just get to 500 in conference play, maybe over 500, get to the tournament and see what happens there. Sure. We'll see, though, Matt. It's a big game. It's a big pivot game for MSU. I know. It's either we're going to be melting down over a Minnesota loss or we're going to be just absolutely chest-thumping uh, a victory <laughs> in the barn, baby. Nowhere in between on tomorrow's episode. Wouldn't, Can't wait. Yeah. Wouldn't have it any other way. Reminder to rate, review, no. subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Matt, take us home. I'm just so scared. Someone hold me.